You're listening to the two dumb users. What did he say? Shine bright like a diamond. Mike's, yeah, when we make a movie of the show, you know, years down the road, Mike will be the shining too. The shine. Like, uh, like the sequel. <laughs> the sequel will be the two dumb yinzers <laughs> to the shine. And it'll be all about Mike's revenge. Mm-hmm. On YouTube. How about mocking him for his bald head? Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Good Derby, morning. You, yeah. You welcome back to the show. This, this is episode 396 of the two dumb yinzers. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Oh, I'm living the dream. I am, educating, football. I am educating Browns fans and all football fans on Twitter right now. Yes. Oh, you're educating, huh? I, I, yeah, because, you know, people believe that edge is an actual position in the NFL. There's defensive end and outside linebacker. Two different positions, two different yep. responsibilities, maybe three or four, depending on what defensive scheme you have, but they are not comparable. I hate, I hate PFF and what they have done to football fans. They've made them dumber. Well, anyway, listen, college I know we football came in this week, guys. But yes, college football. Uh, I'm going to go over just a couple games here. I'm not going to go through them all. Uh, Derpy, Ohio State, they beat Indiana 23 to 3. Which not impressed. Which uh, it's, it's very unimpressing, in which a lot of people are saying is going to drop Ohio State in the rankings. Oh, I know. Um, Penn State, they might, they, your Penn State win, they went 38 15 over West Virginia. I told you this was going to happen. There's oh, no I, way. I, I didn't believe no it until way. the final score went away, went up. There was no way I thought West Virginia was going to win this game. Uh, Pitt beats Wofford 45 to 7. Not bad. They host Cincinnati. Uh, they got Cincinnati at home, and then they play West Virginia the, the following week. So if we win these first three games before we head into that North Carolina game against Drake May, I think we're going to be in good shape. So uh, just all three of these teams got to keep doing what they do. They all looked good yesterday. They all had. You know, I mean, even with the exception of the twenty-three to three win by Ohio State over Indiana, I, I mean, you still you still win by twenty points. Ohio State yeah. should have won this game by more, but, um, but you know, all three games. Yeah, win, you're playing a games. you're playing a conference opponent. That's going to make the game a little tighter because they Indiana may not be that good, but they 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 know Ohio State. They play them every year, and you know, Ohio State has a lot of turnover from good players over and over yearly. So it's going to, you know, a little growing pains to start the season. By the end of the year, I think they're going to be the Ohio State that we always know and hate. Uh, tonight, tonight, and uh, college football wraps up the Clemson. Clemson plays. Who's Clemson play? Where am I at? Clemson plays Duke, Duke tonight, not, uh, 8 o'clock p.m. on ESPN, number nine Clemson. Uh, so we do have one more college football game before this weekend is over. But, guys, we're only three days Three days from the opening uh, opening bell for the NFL season, only six days. Just, just pretend that we played yesterday and we're waiting for the next game. It is here, guys. We are at the doorstep of the NFL season. Steelers, of course, on Sunday open up against San Francisco at home at Acershire Stadium. Uh, a couple other things in college football before we move on. Uh, last night, a really good game was on TV. Uh, the number five LSU Tigers versus the number eight Florida State Seminoles. That was a great game. It, it was a really good game until, uh, you know, later when it started to, to break open and go 
uh, Florida State's way. Florida State wins this game 45 to 24. Nice ACC win over LSU. Um, the other big one, guys. This was this is this is probably the biggest story in college football over the weekend. Colorado 45, number 17 TCU 42. Uh, a lot of things that I that I that I think right off the top, I thought TCU was a little overrated. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, but my uh, Sanders, the quarterback for Colorado, goes 38 for 47, 510 yards with four touchdowns. I mean, they they, they put a great game. This was the game that you wanted. However, however, I refuse to jump on the Colorado bandwagon just yet. You beat an overrated TCU yes. team by three points. They have a bunch of good teams on this schedule. A couple of weeks, you have Oregon. And, and if you look down the schedule, it's going to be a tough road. And if Dion could pull this off and this team could, can, can have a, a great season and do well, that's that's, fi- that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm all aboard. I, I have an issue, though. I have an issue, guys. I have an issue with uh, the comment, though, the comment that Deion Sanders made yesterday. And, and I'm going to tell you why. You know why I love football? One of the one of the many reasons I love football is this, because they're to me in football, <laughs> race doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it means nothing to me. I don't care if a black quarterback, if a white quarterback. Yep. I, I I I don't care. My problem with what Dion said yesterday after the game, he said this quote: "When you see a confident black man sitting up in here talking his talk, walking his walk, that's kind of threatening." I don't think that this kind of comment has any has any place in our, in football. I, I just don't. Um, for one, let me let me just break it down. Fifty six percent of the NFL is black. I just want to throw this out there. Just just putting facts out there. And for for this guy to put this kind of comment, I, I think I it reminds me why I didn't like Dion in the nineties. I respected him as a football player. I loved him as a football player. I I, I really did. And I still to this day say he's one of the greatest football players that ever played. But I don't think that this comment has a place. It has as much place as, and, and people might argue, and that's fine, as Colin Kaepernick using the NFL as a stage to to put his point out there, which, again, I don't disagree with or I don't, you know, I, I really have no opinion. I just don't think using these these football platforms is to you is is to spread this kind of word. I, you know, if you want to say you're, you're, you're coming off. Listen, there's many things that he could have said. This Colorado yeah. team, you switched out 80% of the roster. You came in here, you're playing number 17 team. You upset them, 45-42. My quarterback throws for over 500 yards. And this this, this is what it comes back to. That's where I think that um, people didn't feel uncomfortable. I think they feel uncomfortable now because this was said. And also, I don't think that this team wasn't going to win because he was a black coach. That is clearly – Farthest thing from anybody anybody's thinking. If there's a couple of idiots on the internet saying uh, whatever they're saying, I don't even know what they're saying. I'm just saying I don't think that this was a good comment for him to make. Um, yeah. Would you agree? Whether you disagree with me, that's fine. I just again, I think I say you keep any keep race issues off the football field because this is for everyone. Everyone enjoys this. Don't f this up because uh, because of an opinion you have. I don't feel any. I don't feel threatened. I just feel that it was a stupid comment that that um, is not good for organized football. Anybody? Uh, have yeah, I, yeah. I like what you're saying. Yeah, I understand. Like in in the football sense, like you know, confident black players, confident black coaches. No, but I understand. Like in like of outside of sports, there is a segment of society that yes. that do not 
like Don't confident black men. They feel threatened persuade by them. our football. Yeah. Please, no, no, I know that, but I understand. Our I understand where he's coming from. But everyone. in like a football sense, I keep it for everyone. I, there's still even like a small section of football fans that feel that way too. That still think you know, make kids all quarterbacks this. should be white. You know, but you know, like that's stupid. But, I, but that's thing stupid. Is so, the thing is, though, I I don't have that experience of, of you know the way you know who I am. I don't experience it. I can you know be how I want, and no one's going to judge me for it. I so he he has a whole different life experience than we have, but you do see it in other other fields where someone's confident because they're black, especially like in like in the professional world. Oh, they're arrogant, they're angry. The you know, there's a lot of still stereotypes there, but in the football, Again. I, I really don't see it a whole lot. And like at least you know. I look, you know, in the bubble that I'm in, I don't see it a whole lot, but maybe in the bubble that he's in, he feels it, he hears it. I, I don't know, but put it on the like, Deion Sanders remember, podcast. I just remember, remember leave like, to the ESPN. Like, no one really put said this, this message about out him there. Being a being a coach of being black. So I don't know where that came from. I can understand if there's like the 80s, the 90s, people, people, even. Yeah, but now with him is because you know what? He's Deion Sanders. He's, he's yeah. always been a mouthpiece. He's always been, and mm-hmm. that's again, that's why people didn't like yeah. him back in the and day. And that took wasn't... away from the what the players did. That's he's taking exactly. away from the play. And I think exactly. like, that's just his personality to begin with. He's gonna take oh these players deserve all the a all lot the players, of credit. Yeah, a lot of especially credit. Especially that his son at quarterback to what he did. No, I didn't see Dude, that. And, 510 and yards? Was, I didn't see that company. Nobody the, does the, this. That that receiver slash corner. Okay, I knew this kid was like what one of the number one recruits when when he went to the to Jackson State with Dion. No one saw him gonna you know play 110 snaps both way, touchdown, interception, over hundred I forgot how many yards he received. The, those guys should have been the story, but then Dion had to make it about himself. Yeah. And, and any, anybody I see rebutting and like, jumping in online, it's like well, you, you you know, you know, come on, this people. Like I I you know I I can see like if he was like I don't know like a like a politician a CEO yeah okay make that statement because yeah, you know, there is so people do from all walks of life like if you're in that position they will treat you differently but as a football coach basketball coach baseball coach no like if you if you're good at your job in in the nfl everyone's supposed to jump on the deon sanders ride everyone's supposed to just love colorado everyone's just supposed to think that deon's would come in to this division one you know big school it's it's gonna really they they just feels that everyone should come in and just love what you know what that's that's not a race that's just stupid people are are gonna like you they're not gonna like you they're gonna like your football team or they're not gonna like your football team you can't i just never everyone to love the colorado buffaloes no i just never i never liked dio because he he was always a cowboy in a 40 a mouth he had the mouth of a of of a you know i was a rod woodson fan too so you know he played on the two teams and what yeah in san francisco in dallas in washington in baltimore for someone who never tackled he talked a whole lot of smack and again i'm not bad mouthing dion the guy i i don't i in in the football player i've totally respected my whole life and to this point i had no problem I, i listened to him talk his shit for years and years with steve mariucci and all these guys on these shows and you know what? That's where these that that's where this stuff yeah. needs to be taking place within you know these shows, the media, his podcast to get on ESPN and have this message put out there. I think is a but, bad yeah, thing for like, football. Like I'm and, just and, to and think again, of- everyone loves this game because there there is no issues with race. If you're a black guy and you tackle a white guy, if you're a white quarterback and you throw that stuff, doesn't matter. You're rooting for your team. I think he's bringing ugly trash into the yard, and and I I just don't I don't think it's right. I I yeah, because I'm trying to like remember like any controversies. 
like when he took the coaching job of him being the black coach and there wasn't any it was like there was uh, none it was are they overpaying him are they overhyped coming in he comes in and replaces 80 percent of the team these are what we're talking well, that, about you know, that team Nobody was like cares. one in 11 so that's uh, you, you know, know what, i don't mind that right, but it was like, yeah. i didn't think twice about race but, neither did but I. twice neither did i but, uh, I, I don't I'm just trying to remember like articles talking heads saying stuff like this because if they did that would have been all over the sports right. news world absolutely if so, this was an like, issue and then it's just, he made I, this in rebuttal yeah. to something said that's a whole different story uh, yeah but, but I don't remember it like the, everything should have been about the kids absolutely exactly, he, exactly. He, and he's taking, you like, beat that urban Meyer. you just win a huge this is your first game at Colorado yeah. this this team stung they were one and 11 last yeah. year you come in you beat number 17 TCU 45 42 mm-hmm. your quarterback goes 38 for 47 510 yards four touchdowns uh, your yeah. toughness your walk your talk should have nothing to do besides you came in you turn this or uh, this this organization around and you came out and you upset a number 17 team in your first official game coaching that should be the big that every yeah. Everyone should be celebrating you. And the people that don't want to, they, they, they don't have to. I don't yeah. think that they're not doing it because you're a black guy. I think that's crazy. I think his comments were, were, were out of hand. Yeah, he's I t- think there's no place for them in football. And as I said, go on your, go on your podcast, go on these TV shows. That's where you, that's where you talk trash. I, I thought, like I said, I, yeah. I, I, one one more time. I think he brought ugly trash in the yard. I think it doesn't belong. Cause, cause it's kind of like, he's pulling like the, like the urban Meyer, Steve Saban, um, Oh God! Um, he was the dude down in Florida State that bowed in, like making it about them, them instead of like, right. the players and the coaches. And it wasn't or, even like, about like him; team. it was about his like, color, yeah. Mike. It wasn't about his status as, as a coach. It wasn't about what he did yeah. at Jackson State as a coach. It wasn't about anything besides we're we're threatened. People are threatened because he's up there walking the walk and talking the talk, which is what people like, expect him to do as a coach. But yeah. you know what, guys, we have to move on. I, I don't want to talk about Dion all day. Um, in the NFL, NFL, here's another beef I got. We're, we're on a roll today, guys. Here's the beef I got in the NFL. The Steeler fans named some of the NFL least loyal fans. I understand where this <laughs> argument could come from. However, let me read to you who the first, the 18th, and the 31st in this list are. The first, the, the most loyal fans in the NFL, according to this list, are the Cincinnati Bengals. The number 18th team on this list is the Baltimore Ravens. And the number 31st team on this list is the Browns. Now, these are the teams in our division. This is why I have a problem. Our team travels everywhere. You go to an Arizona game, that stadium's filled with Steelers. You go to a a Tampa Bay game, it's a Steeler home game. The Steeler jerseys, you don't see anybody at a Steeler game that doesn't have a jersey on. It's not Steeler coats. It's not Steeler shirts. Everyone has a jersey. The reason why I think we get this bad rap is because we hold this team to such a high expectation. When this team starts to lose, when this team starts to not perform as expected, we don't show up for stadium. We we boo they them. Start, we, yeah. we, we show up a little less. We we don't support them. But you know what? I don't think that's because we, we're not loyal. I think that's because we're you know that, that's a sign of a, 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 a football fan to me. In Cincinnati, if you're going to say they're number one because they held on with this team all these years through stinking. What about the Browns who's sitting at 31? It's garbage. <laughs> the people in Cleveland love this football team. And you know what? If anybody, I would say they're the most loyal fans. Whenever they, uh, Art Modell took this team to Baltimore, you know, they were chucking um, benches out on the field. These people were pissed. They, they were pissed off. Uh, and again, even the Baltimore Ravens, who have a, such a strong fan base, you put them at 18, that's less than, than half the way up the list. I think this is crazy. Mike Derpy, 
Uh, what, what do you say? Yeah, like I saw this list and I'm trying to figure out like who who made this list because right, that's what I'm like, what, a, what they're smoking. It was like a, a betting site. So are they going off by if you're from an area betting on your team to win? Because if that's the case, if you're betting on your team to win on it, sounds like that's that kind of stupid. But yeah, like the Bengals fans, like I know when they were bad, they I don't remember them selling up that way like the Browns did when they were yeah, right. That Browns, Browns like 0-16 team, people were going to those games. They threw a parade for an 0 16 team. Yeah. Who does that? Well, when you're depressed, you got to do something. Dude, they're the like, 31st yeah, team. And like 31st some of those, team? Yeah, I, I don't understand where they got that. Like Steelers, I put us a little higher. I don't put us in the top 10. I put us mid 15, 16, 17 in that range because we are a fickle, fickle bunch. We will we'll stop going to games. All I think together. that makes us the, less, the least loyal. And if you're in, in the middle of the season, your team starts losing, anyway, keep showing you know up. I mean? Just keep showing I, up, supporting them. I hope. I, it, like, loyalty is subjective. A, a steep because our teams have gone five and eleven before, and we have been couldn't we couldn't wait till the following season. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they're going by attendance betting because it was from a betting site. I I just don't know where they got because they didn't. From what I remember, it was this list was posted. There was no re- factors why it's a ridiculous no, how list. they came up. I was like, come on, we're the Browns are were really really low. You know, you normally as I'm much like, as the Browns are the. On the bottom, they should be. They should have been in top four easily. And here's the thing: I'm anybody sh- could put. You know, the problem is anybody now can put anything on the internet. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, and and me no matter it. what your ridiculous opinion is or what your 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 say, you could put something up there, and, and all it's going to take is, is, is a few yeah. people seeing it and making it go viral. And the next thing you know, it's in front of everyone's face. I would have to contest us to say that we're the twenty fourth, yeah, most loyal <laughs> fan base in the NFL. That's ridiculous. I don't think anybody anybody would say that about the Pittsburgh said, Steelers know, fans we have fans all all over the nation my god because you know the mass exodus from the 70s when the still industry collapsed yeah fans everywhere and like you said you know we fans do travel out of Pittsburgh to go to Mike, these games tailgate and, parties and everywhere it's nuts I seen a, a picture just yesterday of the astronaut from from the area yeah, he had, had, his, terrible had his terrible towel, towel in out in space I refuse to believe we're the least loyal fans. If, if anything, we got people, people take in this space towel. For, we got aliens rooting for us. Aliens. And if, if anything, you will see this towel everywhere you go. If you go to war in Afghanistan, I promise you it's there. If you go to the outer space, I promise you it's there. That to me doesn't sound like the 24th most loyal fan base in the country. Guys, so ridiculous. I'm going to move on. Nick Herbig named one of NFL's most intriguing players, guys. Nick Herbig. I think we found us a gem. I think we found us a gem with this Herbig. And you know what I think is going to ultimately be cool with him? At some point, when either TJ goes out for an injury, for who's out for a season or whatever, and, 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 and his contract comes up and people are saying, you know what, is this guy worth giving these top dollars? And you know what, and somebody says, no, it's going to be okay because we have a Nick Herbig who's coming up playing very well. He's learning from TJ Watt, and he's, he's positioning himself to be the next in line for that spot. If any of those things happen, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, guys, Nick Herbig named one of NFL's most intriguing players. He, yes, very, very intriguing. Like Derpy said, you know, we've been talking about him all offseason. Like, because we, uh, yeah. we, we, we were targeting I him. I tried to tell y'all. you. You didn't try to tell us, Derpy. You told us, and then we looked I into did. him. And then, like, but he was like that tweener guy. Is he going to be inside linebacker? Is he going to be an outside linebacker? Because he wasn't going to be a DN. He's way too small for that. So it was like, where was he going to fit in, and where would we get him? It, oh god! It's what I hate about the preseason. 
he will look really damn good. How good is he going to be? Yeah. I, right. but, you know, he's gotten better all throughout the whole process from the I end of his, seen any from the signs. end of last year till now. He's improved from the end of college, all off season, getting ready for week one. So I, I, I'm encouraged about it. It's great depth to have. This is what this reminds me of the Steelers of the mid '90s. We always had that I, third guy. I, in I haven't mind. seen anything, Mike, from Nick Herbig in, in Wisconsin. In his preparation in, for the NFL, mm-hmm. in his first three preseason, preseason games, that tells me that this is not the guy that that we that we think that yeah. he is. There's been nothing. There's been no where, where you could say, you know, what, he's looked really great. But everybody says this. But mm-hmm. the, everything that I've seen personally with my eyes has been really good on yeah. Nick Herbig, and for him to be one of the NFL's most intriguing players, I, I think that hits the nail right on the head. And I, I think if they, you know, in practice. They, they're also they have to be working with him in the coverage aspect because you know Steelers linebackers aren't just you know blitzing every play and trying to stuff run. They have to do pass coverage as well. They have to be able to drop back in the zone, maybe cover and man. So to me, that's like what he's going to have to improve because he really didn't do it. He wasn't that great in college at that, and is different from the outside and then from the inside. But you know, once he gets that under control, we can see how how well he was playing against the run, how well he was blitzing in the preseason. So once he gets that aspect of it, the coverage aspect of it, he's going to be that complete line outside linebacker that we're used to in Pittsburgh where, you know, you know what I love our, make that I, jump as well. I too, love so. our backup linebackers. I, you know oh, what? Yeah. I can't, I, I can't go on enough about Nick Herbig, Marcus Golden, Quan Alexander and Mark Robinson. These four guys could be four starting linebackers on another team. They really mm-hmm. could be. They're so explosive. You know, I, I, I would be, I would be comfortable with that. Again, I, I you know don't I don't want to give up my my linebacking core that I have. It's it's a great linebacking core, but the backups we have that that's got to make you feel confident with this team for oh, yeah. many reasons. Injuries, um, yeah. if if somebody in the the front um set of linebackers are not performing for anything for any you know a, a suspension whatever anything that might happen, you gotta have you gotta you gotta think that these backup linebackers got to be one of the best backup oh, linebacking yeah. cores in and, the NFL. And, and we. We need the depth because, you know, last year, yeah, Walt was hurt. But outside of that, we didn't have a whole lot of injuries last year. And that yeah. pendulum tends to swing from season to season. And I'm worried it's going to swing back to where the not major injuries, but those nagging injuries that pop up where you yeah. miss a game here, you play a couple, then miss a game. And having these line, you know, linebacking core just be that deep, too deep at like more or less every position, is that's a luxury luxury to have and i think we're definitely going to need it this year i think i just had that that suspicion that that pendulum swinging back into nagging injuries hopefully not on what hopefully not on highsmith but you know i can see one of the two maybe inside linebackers this holcomb he had that big injury last year he looks healthy the team says he's healthy but is it going to be that one where you know the year after it's healed is it going to like take just a little bit longer because he's going to have game action on it after the surgery you know, then that's good to have Quan and Alandon Robinson, even and like you said, Mark Robinson. You know, that that big depth at the inside back position is going to be. I huge. think he's ready to take that next step too. Oh, I think Mark Robinson, he's that, so close. He is. So I think close. the fact that he's a backup is a good thing because you're not you're not exactly throwing him into the wolves just yet. Mm-hmm. You're giving him that opportunity. He's being able to to uh, to consistently grow yep. as a linebacker, and I think when by time comes when when it's time for his name to be called, Mark Robinson's going to be a beast. I, um, I can see by the end of next year, beginning of next year, him being a big, bigger, much bigger contributor, knocking on the starting door. Uh, guys, we got to move on. I do. We're, we're going to do our picks later in the week. Of course, we do our picks every week. 
But I do want to ask you this. I want some predictions right now. I On the spot, give me your predictions. What's your prediction for this Sunday's game in the opener against the 49ers at home? Is going to be. I need. I, I need. I need predictions, guys. What do you think? Who's going to uh, win? And what? Give me a score. I'm going 23-20 Steelers and a nail biter. 23-20 Steelers and a nail biter. I like that, Mike. Um, Derpy, who do you like? What, what's your? Give me your prediction, my man, for this Sunday's game. It, it's here. We're only six days away. This time Sunday, we are going to be. Uh, we're ready to go. Who do you think? What's the score going to be? 27-24 Steelers. 27-24. Like Close games. Boswell game winner. Oh, I thought you were going to go with um, Kenny, game winner drive. You know, you guys both picked such great picks. It's hard to, to really deviate too far from what you did. You went 23-20 Steelers, Mike. Derpy, you go 27-24 Steelers. You know, my, my score is going to be somewhere in that range. I, I'm going to give it a um, maybe, maybe a 27 27, ah, oh man, either 27-24 or 27-21 is where I'm going with that, but I am taking the Steelers. I also want uh, to give you guys an assignment. Here's what I'm going to have you do Ooh. by the end of this week. I'm not going to spring it on you because this one's going to be a little tougher, but I, I need you to write this down, or if you don't write it down, come back, watch the show, get this information. But sometime in the middle of the week, I'm going to come at you with this. For this NFL season, who's your predictions on who's going to be the MVP? Ooh. Who's going to be the Offensive Player of the Year? Who's going to be your defensive player of the year? Who's going to be your offensive rookie of the year? Your defensive rookie of the year? Your coach of the year? And finally, your comeback player of the year? Come up, as I said, you know, I, I think the answers will be better if you think about it. So I gave you that oh, information. Yeah. Figure that out. Maybe midweek, Wednesday-ish, give or take. Oh, yeah. We will cover those lists and see what everybody thinks on that. We are down to five minutes of the show, guys. So I have to I have to move on here. Uh, the Pirates did play yesterday. They've won Man. five of six. Five of six, Mike, uh, coming in to tonight's game because because they were on a four game, mm -hmm. uh, five game winning streak. I'm sorry, until yesterday, they lose uh, game three against the St. Louis Cardinals after winning the series. They lose six to four. Kutch, Paguero, and Andohar all had two hits. Andohar also had a home run in there. Oviedo threw for three. In two-thirds innings, he gave up four hits, three earned runs, six walks, and two strikeouts. Ugh. Their next game is tonight. They start a three-game series against Milwaukee at home. Uh, 635 game one. Probables is Corbin Burns, who's 9-7 and seven with a 3.55 and 167 strikeouts for Milwaukee. The Pirates did not name their starter yet. They're playing uh, Pirate pitcher games. You know, like anybody cares who they're throwing, you know? It is no concern to anybody, but uh, there you have it. Pirates, Brewers tonight, game one. Also, Mike, I want I, I, to give you a list. I don't mm -hmm. want to leave the NHL out because they are right around the corner. Yes, they are. It's very, very close. And I know you love lists, so here's my list to you. Top 10 franchises of all time in the NHL. Are Let you me, ready? I, I'm ready for this. I am going to be fired Ooh. up for this one. Number 10, going up. Number 10, Colorado Avalanche. The Colorado Avalanche, yep. the 10th best that NHL seems about right, program of all time. Avalanche slash Nordiques. Uh, yeah. Well, the Nordiques weren't that good back in the day. No, no, no. They, they, the they, they were getting a little bit better before they moved. Yeah. Owen Nolan and, and these guys mm -hmm. like this. Uh, number nine. Number nine on the list of 10, your 10 top franchises in NHL history is the New York Rangers. The Rangers, number nine. Hey. Number eight. Hey. Number eight. 
same city, different stadium, call uh, Nassau Coliseum, the New York Islanders. Haven't been relevant since the, uh, since 80s, the 80s, but okay. This okay. is all of all time. Of all time. Of all time. I understand. I understand. Number seven, the seventh best NHL franchise in history, the Chicago Blackhawks. Number seven, the Blackhawks. All right, I can see it. They've had success all throughout the NHL. Number six, history. the sixth best franchise of all time in the NHL goes to the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers. Once again, a franchise that hasn't done anything since the 80s. Um, P on the board. <laughs> exactly. Hey, welcome, P. Nice always, nice always seeing you, brother. Uh, P on the board has Detroit has to be number one. You know what? I'll give you this. Detroit is in the top five. Number five, the That's fifth so best, wrong. the fifth best hockey franchise of all time, guys, goes to the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins is the fifth low. best of all time. Low. Way too and low. the team that's ahead of them, I think you're going to argue they just haven't done anything in forever. But at one time, they were great. Number four on the list, of course, is the Toronto Maple Leafs. They, the haven't, Maple Leafs done are... they haven't done anything recently. They haven't done anything since the the they expansion done my era. Whole life. They haven't done anything since the expansion era. Yeah, this is all pre. Oh, we're just going to get all the best local players. Number three, we're down to the final three. These are the three best teams according to this list in the history of NHL franchises. Are you Canadian's ready? Going to be number one. Number three is the Boston Bruins, who somehow yeah. have less cups than the Penguins, but yep. they are above. The yeah, Penguins. somehow, somehow. Number two, really good, two good players. The Detroit Red Wings. There's your team. Uh, yeah, number two, the Red Wings come in second of all time. And finally, I don't think it's any uh, surprise to anybody. The number one team in this team has about 20 some Stanley Cups. And this is, of course, the Montreal Expos. You can't take it away from them. The Montreal Expos. The Expos. <laughs> the the Canadians, I'm sorry. Canadians. But you cannot take that away from the Canadians as you cannot take it away from the New York Yankees. They have 20 some championships. Lakers, Celtics right up in there in, uh, in, in the teens. You can't take it away from them either. Uh, Canadians, best team ever in NHL franchise. Let's see, like the. The Maple Leafs, like I said, they haven't won anything since the expansion era. Since like, I can't believe they're in the top five. Teams. That's crazy. You know, that's crazy. It's, the, it's that old school Montreal or that old school Canadian thing. All the all the original. There's a lot of original six teams on here, and they're laughable because they most of them haven't done anything. They haven't done anything since there was only six teams. Yeah, and, you know they're the same yeah, thing I, with the Canadians. They haven't done anything since like can, can the Canadians. They would always get all the best Canadian the players is, to you come you there. They never get away from them though. I mean, it, it, yeah, they it won was a different a lot era back yeah. then. But it's still they they won twenty some and so you get you yeah. gotta give them that you gotta give them that but the penguins should be much the penguins should be at least three I think three. they're yeah, I, I think they're ahead three. of the Bruins I think they're ahead of Toronto Toronto I think you put them at the end kind of as you're tapering off the top ten just yeah. because they were what they were yeah. they weren't anything great like Montreal but they were what they were so again yeah. you could take, kind of taper off the top ten yeah, that, with the uh, with Toronto the Bruins I, I think you know what I, I, for some reason Boston just kind of gets it and they I, always I don't, I don't the, understand because they Boston. had Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito that's yeah. about it so, the Penguins I, I think you take the, those two teams out yeah. You move Pittsburgh up, and uh, even the yeah. Oilers. I, you know, like as you said, they haven't been relevant since. They haven't the done 80s, anything but... since the eighties. They they were a flash in the pan. A but, lot, uh, like, same thing. With I like just the Rangers, I can't see the Islanders, Boston. Uh, yeah. So, hey, before you know, you're gonna be throwing that Tampa Bay team up here, man. That's yeah. I would replace like Tampa Bay, the Rangers, and the Islanders with Tampa Bay. What they've done, even maybe yeah. even the Kings. Yeah. 
So there you got it. There you have it, guys. Mike, yeah. why don't you go and tell everybody about the website, man? Tudominters.com. And over there for everything. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this Sunday for kickoff of the Steeler season, kickoff of the new and improved website. Oh, nice. Looking forward to that. I'm ho- yes, that, that should be ready to go. Uh, <laughs> P says, so Detroit it is. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, oh, it's damn true. But we got a lot of things going on this weekend. Of course, we have uh, the Steeler game. Mike has the website. We are going to be rolling on in on the 400th episode of the two Dominion. So there's a whole lot of things going on. Um, Mike, website. Uh, it's everything. Two a lot Dominion's. of cool things over there. Go yes. check it out. www.2dominions.com. All right, guys. So this we're going to be closing out this week about time. The San Francisco 49er trivia questions. It seems like we've been doing these forever. We're going to do it again today because this is who the Steelers play this week. Are you ready, guys? I am ready. All right. Derpy, you live? I'll be just as ready as um, the Browns. You'll be just as ready as the midges are when you go to a game at Cleveland Stadium. Yes. Yes. Exactly. See how I worked in the midges? Yes. All right. Here we go. Soon as Mike, Mike, can you hear us? See, he can't even hear. What's he doing? He's kid. Uh, Derpy, but the, uh, Mike, you ready for the question of the day? <laughs> <laughs> the kid wanted to say hello. All right, question of the day. Here we go, everybody. San Francisco 49ers. What year were the 49ers founded? Guys, Ooh. as basic a question as any. What year were the 49ers founded? Uh, you could take a stab at it if you'd like. Uh, if not, I'll, I will I will give you some choices. Everybody, we are. We're live every uh, seven days a week, Monday to Sunday, every week right here. And the show that we do live every day gets uploaded over on Spotify at 8 o'clock p.m. where you're able to listen to the show anytime. If you, uh, you're to the gym, you're in the car, just go ahead and pop it on, in on the podcast, and it goes up on Spotify every day, 8 p.m. Check it out. All right, guys, question of the day is this. What year were the 49ers founded? Do either one of you guys want uh, a selection? Yeah, I'm going to need a selection. All right. I do, too. All right. What year were the 49ers founded? A, 1968. B, 1946. C, 1955. Or D, 1937. One more time. What year were the 49ers founded? In 68? 46, 55, or 37. I'm going to start with uh, Mike. Mike, what do you think? Um, Let's go with B. B, 1946. Is that your final answer? Final answer. You always go with B when you don't know. I noticed. B, B or C. So we're going to lock you B. in. Derpy, what year were the 49ers founded? 1968? 1946, 1955, or 1937. Okay, go. I'm going to go C. C, 1955. Now, is this your final answer? Yep. All right. And P on the board says 1968. So we have a nice array of answers to go on here. So here we go. What year were the 49ers founded? Were they founded in A, 1968? B, 1946, 
1955 or D, 1937? P says A, 1968. Derby says C, 1955. And Mike says B, 1946. The answer is, guys, 1946. Mike, you are correct. Oh, I guess that one. I pulled that one out of the air. I wouldn't have guessed that far back if I, if Actually, I was guessing. This little guy right here knew the answer. He he fed me the answer. I wouldn't have yeah. I wouldn't have guessed 1946. I mean, that's only 13 years after the Steelers. But hey, you know what? When you're not alive, yeah. I guess you don't really know what the hell happened. I was not Boom. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Derpy, do you got anything before we get ready to take off for today? Um, do not run into midges in Cleveland if you go to the Cleveland game. And uh, these midges, uh, Mike. It's 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 football week finally officially. Let's go. It is football week, guys. We have NFL coming up. We have the season opener on Thursday night, guys. This is Monday. You realize that, right? Thursday night, we do have the season opener, which is the Detroit Lions and Kansas City Chiefs. And only a three short days after that, guys, everybody else to go. Uh, mainly for us here in Pittsburgh, the Steelers hosting the 49ers on Sunday, 1 o'clock. Everybody's ready. Nobody knows if Bose is going to be in. Uh, got a whole, whole bunch of storylines going on. We will be hitting the rest of the week. Got Purdy's elbow. You got uh, the, the Bosa contract. So we're going to have a lot to talk about. My thing is this, Mike, Derpy touched on us the other day as we start to taper off the season from baseball. The Pirates are still 13 and a half games out of first place, but there are only seven games, seven games out of a wild card. Do I want this team in the playoffs? No. Do I think this team could do anything in the playoffs? No. But uh, well, because it may, at this point in the season, they are only seven games out of the wild card spot because they have like 50 teams that enter now in, in a wild card but you know what? Maybe that's why it was designed that way is to get more teams involved who usually are not involved. So there you have it, everybody. Anything else from you guys? I got nothing. Um, I got something. What's up, Derby? Uh, six, two, zero, zero, seven's on the way. All right. Six, two, zero, zero. We know what that is. Of course, um, Steelers got six Super Bowl wins. Ravens have two. The Ohio teams both have big goose eggs, big uh, zeros. Real quick on the board, Lions going to pull uh, Colorado, go Buffs. I, you know what? I agree. I, I don't know if I agree, but I, I'm definitely rooting for Detroit in this first game. I, I would like to see Detroit win, and I think if they did, that would be interesting. Um, but uh, anything else? Speak now. Here All we right. go. Here we go. For the two dumb yinzers, Derpy, Mike, myself, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>